Yo, what's happening? This is your host Tinto. And before we get started on this weekend's episode, I have a special message from the sponsor for this episode, calling all Zimbabweans at home and abroad. Do you want to ensure that your family back home gets amazing value on premium quality meat delivered to your doorstep? If your answer is yes, then visit www.nyamabantu.com or download the Nyamabantu app and place your order in three simple steps. One, select your products. Two, make a payment. And three, they will deliver to your loved ones in no time. It's safe, convenient and super easy. Visit Nyamabantu's easy-to-use online store today to order your mouth-watering cuts. Nyamabantu, umuntu ngumuntu ngabantu. And with that special message out of the way, we're going to head straight into the feelers who have made this weekend super special for me by buying me coffees. Starting with you, Chi-Chi. And your comment there reads, keep up the amazing work. I know one coffee is not much for now, but hopefully I can start to support more in the future. Chi-Chi, you give me incredible support in many, many other ways. Thank you so much. And then uh, I have another ooh, feeler to thank. This is CF, a, a really generous contribution. There are 20 solid coffees. And your comment there reads, thanks for the laughter and objective perspective. Wishing you continued success. CF, thank you so much. I appreciate this big time. And then uh, Tichi Today Bok is back with uh, another solid three coffees. And your comment there reads, please give us something, Tinto. <laughs> Apologies, I've been uh, a little slow on the delivery of episodes. Yeah, I, I was just sorting out a few bits that are sorted now. So we should be okay from this point onwards until the end of of the year with that out of the way let's get straight into this next episode i know i promised you a light-hearted one but hey the way things are going on in the world i couldn't do light-hearted so here it is this episode of the feeling station is not suitable for people that have experienced sexual grooming sexual abuse suicidal thoughts and attempts drug use and emotional manipulation if any of these are likely to trigger you please be kind to yourself and skip this episode is that a breakup I think we have a situation right here. Hello? Yo, what's happening? Hey, hey, how are you? Doing very well, thanks. And how are you? I'm very well, thank you. The sun is shining, so yeah. We're all happy bunnies, right? That's it, that's it. (laughs) Welcome to the Phoenix Station. Thank you, thank you for having me. For those listening to the podcast for the first time, it's a romantic family and friendship breakup podcast showcasing stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give lessons from their experiences. Now, I hope you find today's story entertaining, but more importantly, meaningful. As you know, the podcast is very popular for two main reasons. Um, The first being I do my best to keep my guests anonymous, which brings me to the fun part for me. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. The part where I give you the name that you're going to use for the duration of this episode. Mm -hmm. So I've kept it really nice and simple. And I've gone over to uh, the lovely country of Zimbabwe, which is where I come from. And the name that I'm giving you is called Sibugele. Yeah. Sibugele. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that means we are watching, right? Okay. So... In the UK, I'm watching for the sun. Yeah. That thing mm-hmm. just needs to make an appearance for me. <laughs> and that's what inspired this because I've been looking out for this sunshine since like, what, May. And up until now, nothing has happened. So for me, yeah. you know, I'm watching out for the sun. Okay. Sibugele. Yeah, Sibugele. Now, I don't know whether you want to shorten that. If you do, what, what would you shorten it to if you wanted to? Probably Sibu. Sibu, okay. So yeah, Sibu, have... yeah. Sibu. And yeah. Um, do you have a name for the guy that you're going to talk about? 
Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so his name's going to be Mchaza. Mchaza what? Mchaza. So <laughs> in English, <laughs> in English, that's like, um, yeah, like your ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people got that. <laughs> How do I spell that so that I know that I'm saying it right? So it's M T S H A Z A. Bloody hell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, second reason why the podcast is. Really popular is there real life lessons that people are going to learn from your um, story today. Have you got any lessons for me? Yes. So I've got mm. six um, lessons. Ooh, jeez. Six, yeah? <laughs> six, yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> number okay. one. So number one is mm. never confuse a trauma bond with love. Ooh, ooh, deep, deep. I love that. Number two? Yeah. And number two is don't ever tolerate or downplay any form of abuse, hate, disloyalty, disrespect, all in the name of love. Yo, you're going to need to say those slower for me. So don't ever tolerate or downplay any form of abuse. Hate. Mm-hmm. Disloyalty. Mm-hmm. Disrespect. Mm-hmm. All in the name of love. Jeez. Ah, this is sounding wild. Yeah. Lesson number three. Your worth is not determined by someone else's validation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Number four. Yeah. Don't ever lose yourself trying to be everything for someone. Oh. (laughs) My girl. (laughs) (laughs) You're scaring me, right? So so don't ever ever, um, lose yourself trying to be? Everything for someone. Okay. Uh, And number five. Number five is ignoring the red flags because you want to see the good in someone will cost you later. Okay, um, that is too true. That is too true. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least. Be kind to yourself. Yes. That is an amazing one. In fact, the caption that I put in the episode that dropped um, mm-hmm. just a week ago is one of the one of the lines in there is be kind to yourself. And in yeah. the tweet that I was putting to talk about the episode says available, add a line to say be kind to yourself. So that's a really, really important thing to mention. Yeah, definitely. I have a feeling we have a lot to talk about. So oh, yeah. I'll just play these back for the benefit of those mm-hmm. who are listening. Number one, never confuse a trauma bond with love. Number two, don't ever tolerate or downplay any form of abuse, hate, disloyalty, disrespect, all in the name of love. Yes, and number three, your worth is not determined by somebody else's validation. Number four, don't <clears throat> excuse me. Don't ever lose yourself trying to be everything for someone. Number five, in ignoring red flags because you want to see the good in someone will cost you later and last but not least. In fact, more importantly, be kind to yourself. That's it, yeah. So Sibu, let's get straight into this. Um, where did you where did you meet him, Chaz? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and why did you feel, yeah, do you know what? This is the guy for me. Right. Mm. So I met Njaza in 2009. Mm. Uh, my cousins and I had gone to like, actually we're supposed to go to like a boys to men concert. Right. And mm. then they canceled it last minute. And then we ended up at some uh, boat party by the 
yeah, by the coast, yeah, down south. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we were there with my cousins, you know, looking nice. And yeah, the mood was, the vibe was good. Energy was fine. And then, uh, you know, I see Umchaza and Umchaza is like, you know, hinting, you know, then next thing he comes to talk to me. And then, yeah, we hit it off. Like he was good vibes, like good energy. Um, he asked me for my name. I told him, hi, I'm Sewu. And he was like, yeah, I'm Chaza, you know. And then next thing you know, we're both from the same country. So mm. we start speaking in our native language. And yeah, we just hit it off from there, really. Mm. Um, bought me drinks, bought me and my cousin's drinks. And we just, yeah, we just jowled, really. Like we um, we got on, mm. um, exchanged numbers. And then on the first um, the first day that I saw him, you know, like, he was like, you know, I'm going to marry you one day, Ooh. you know? So yeah. Yeah. Just like so, that. Just like that. So wow. this is me like, um, just, I was just about to turn 18, mm. about to start university. Uh, this is me thinking, Oh my God, you know, this guy, I've just met him for the first time. He's telling me he's going to marry me. So obviously, you know, that gave me, pumped me up my confidence. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, mm. you know? Mm. So yeah, so Mjaza and I got to know each other, um, and then yeah, we started dating. I would say um, probably about four months, four or five months after um, I met him at yeah. this party. Right? Yeah, we started dating. Um, at this time, I was at um, university. Right? Um, I think it was the second time he came to visit me when I was at university. Um, one of my friends was having a party, went to this party, me being me, I'm a, well, at the time I used to be a very outgoing social kind of person. When mm. music is playing, I will dance. I'm not the type of person to just sit there and just, you know, not do anything. Mm. Ah, so I'm at my friend's party, having a good time. We're drinking, drinks are flowing. I'm dancing, you know, it's cool. After the party, Mjaza and I are walking back home. Mm. Uh, from nowhere, um, this guy takes my phone, smashes it on the floor. Yeah. I'm like, why are you smashing it on the floor? Why are you smashing? Why are you taking my phone? You know, he's like, you're a FNB, you know, like, why on earth were you dancing? Why on earth are you showing off yourself like that? Can you not see, Uguti? You know, we're going together. Here you are. You're dancing in front of all these people. That's very disrespectful. You're, you're, you're coming across like a, a bee. You know what I mean? So I'm like, hold on a minute. What's going on here? Like, you know, he, he went proper, proper crazy. And then he pushed me onto the hedge. Yeah. So like... um. This hedge had like uh, thorns, you name it, everything. My clutch bag fell in there. And yeah, so I was like gobsmacked. Like, yeah. how on, yeah, like how on earth has this happened? I didn't talk to, I wasn't flirting with any guy. Like I was stood there with him the whole time. Yeah. What's going on, you know? Uh, walk back to like where I used to stay at uni and everything. And then mm. we get back there. He doesn't even acknowledge like what's happened. I'm sat over there. Like I'm crying. Like, how could you call me a bee? You know, like you pushed me, you hurt me. And this guy, all he's concerned about is having sex. Yeah. So wait a minute. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. this guy would visit you on campus or were you guys st- studying at the same place? Oh. No, no, no. Oh. So he's older than me. So he was working and then I was at campus. So he would come around like uh, during like the weekends and stuff like that. So what was your age difference? 
Oh, so we've got like a 14-year age gap. 14? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know this when I met him. I found out a few um, years into it. You found out the man was 14 years older than you were a few years into your relationship? Yeah, I'd say about two years. How did you not know this whole time? Um, He doesn't look it. That's number one. Uh, And number two, he had like a fake ID. So the ID that he had didn't have his actual um, birth. Yeah. So, yeah, how did you find out his actual birth year in the second year then? So how I found out, I found out um, we wanted to travel. So this is me like, oh, you know, let's go away. Let's do like a little holiday and whatnot. Mm. Only to find out this guy didn't have papers. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then from yeah. that, the truth about the age came out. The truth about the age came out. But at the time, I was already like, you know, yeah, deep yeah, into yeah. the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, age is nothing but a number. But the main thing is that we get on and all that stuff. Yeah. Lot of mercy. Damn. Okay. So, so you get back to the room and now he, all he wants is sex. Yeah. All he wants is sex. Doesn't mm. acknowledge the fact that I'm crying. Doesn't acknowledge the fact that I'm hurt. Um, yeah, he just literally just brushes it off, you know, like, yeah, you shouldn't be a, a bitch when we're outside. What, what? So in my mind, I'm like, how was I a bitch? You know, like how, what, what did I do wrong and stuff like that? You know, okay, fine. We move on from that. Um, we carry on as normal. You know, I didn't address the whole situation. Carry on as normal. Fine. Um, and then I see like a picture, um, on his phone. Like a picture, you know, at the time it used to be like, you know, MSN. I don't know if you remember yeah, MSN yeah, yeah. Messenger. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. MSN Messenger and Viber. Yeah. Oh my so, God, Viber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the purple so, one. The purple one. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So at the time, you know, mm. I see a picture that keeps on cropping up, this number that keeps on cropping up. And he tells me, oh, it's my little cousin. You know, my little cousin, she lives in the same area as you. So apparently this little cousin used to live in the same area as uh, me, right? Mm. Where I Mm. went to, where I was at uni and stuff like that. So I didn't take much notice of it. You know, I was like, oh, okay, it's his little cousin. Ah, It's cool. No problem. And, you know, here and there, he used to tell me, oh, I'm going to see, I'm going to meet up with uh, my little cousin, taking her to McDonald's and whatnot. I didn't think anything of it, to be quite honest with you, Tinto, because... You know, each time you'll be like, oh, I'm taking her to McDonald's or she's going to school and, you know. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, definitely. It's the little cousin and stuff like that. Mm. And then one day, like he was on uh, MSN on my laptop, uh, go through my laptop and I'm seeing messages and I'm like, hold on. This is the little cousin. What's going on here? Like, you know, proper sexual messages. She's sending like naked pictures of herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's proper deep. You know, it, it's like these people have got like a, a relationship going on mm. because like he was sending messages like, oh, you know, um, how's your family? How's your sister? You know, but then I'm looking at this girl. I'm like, this girl looks young, you know, like she looks really young, like Surely there can't be anything going on between him and this girl. Okay, mm. sharp. I confronted him about this girl. He denied. He was like, call my uncle. This uncle is a very prominent um, figure in this whole story. So we'll call him Uncle Roger. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, call my uncle, call Uncle Roger. Uncle Roger will vouch for me that this is my little cousin. Obviously me, I hadn't met the uncle. 
um, haven't been introduced to the family. So I obviously I didn't call the uncle. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Years went by um, Tinto. So I'm taking you now to about um, 2014. So 2014, um, I'm driving back from my cousin's baby shower a message pops up, you know, like the phone, you know, like when your phone's like in the middle between the passenger seat and the driver's seat, messages are popping up. um, And I'm seeing messages like, oh, when are you next coming to see me? I miss having you inside of me. So I'm like, hold on a minute. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hold on a minute. What's going on here? But what he had done is he had changed this little cousin's um, number and had named it as if it was someone who he works with. So each time the messages would come back, come like will show up on the on the phone. Mm. In my mind, when I see it, I think, oh, it's one of his work colleagues asking him if he can work. But that that was their code. Like, so she would text saying, Can you work? Meaning, can you talk? <laughs> you see what I mean? So Wow. So obviously she knew about you. She knew about me. Yeah. So, so this is the thing. So I'm on the motorway. We're coming back from my cousin's baby shower. This is like 3 a.m. Tinto, I try and grab the phone. Ngapa, I'm driving. The guy is started fighting me. I'm on the motorway. I'm driving. Honestly, it's by God's grace that that day I did not crash or anything like that happened to me because the car was literally swaying from like middle lane to the fast lane, to the hard shoulder, to the, you know, middle lane, left lane. Yeah, yeah, the whole works. It got to a point where I was like, Do you know what? Allow it. You know, I left the phone. I was, I was heaving. I was so angry. I was like, Do you know what? Allow it. I, I know for a fact, um, that's not your work colleague because there's no way your work colleague is going to be sending you dirty messages like that, right? Mm. We got home. He was drunk, so we got home. He fell asleep. I took his phone. I thingied. I opened the phone. I took the girl's you number. His, you knew his passcode. This was the time when, you know, we had BBM. Uh, what's this? Uh, Blackberry. And yeah, Blackberry yeah, yeah. didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah. Um, passcodes, yeah, remember? Yeah, just needs a pin to connect with ex, people. Ex, and then, ex, okay, yeah. That's it, exactly. So I took the phone. Um, I went through all these messages. Instead of me confronting him, I took the girl's number. I called the girl the following day when he wasn't there. And you know what this girl says? She was like, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been fucking your man. I know about you. I think what you need to do, first of all, you need to try and lose weight. (gasps) Uh, Once you've lost weight, then maybe your man will stop bugging me. And secondly, um, you need to like um, dress properly, dress like a modern girl. Don't dress like you're like a grandma. Yeah. So this girl's telling, so this is me like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is me like I'm like, oh, what, what? You know, and I was only like, what, at the time I was like a size 14, mm. you know, like, yeah, mm. for size 14, you know. So this is me like, um, you know, and then when I asked him about the girl, you know, instead of him apologizing, he was like, well, it serves you right that you saw that message. At the end of the day, what were you doing looking ah. inside my phone? Yeah. He's like, at the end of the day, what were you doing um, looking inside my phone? It serves you right. You saw what you wanted to see. Yeah, I am talking to her. Well, anyway, we slept together once. Um, that's it. And yeah, I do talk to her every now and again because you do nag me. And sometimes when I'm bored, uh, when I'm at my house and you're not around, yeah, I do talk to her. You know, and I'm like, how does she know like how big I am? You know, Tinto, I'm not going to lie. Like mm. from that time on, 
I started becoming so like conscious of my body, mm. conscious of the way I look, you know, because all along I was comfortable in my size, comfortable yeah. in the way I looked, you know, the way I dressed and everything. But I became so conscious because in my mind, I'm like, what is this guy telling you know, this girl, girl for yeah. her to have so much confidence to say all this to me. Instead of me leaving, I now started trying to be slimmer, you know, trying to be, you know, I, I became obsessed with this girl, like what this girl looked like. And I, I was trying to fit this image of this girl because I wanted Mjaza um, to want me and not to go to that, to that girl, right? Mm. Okay, fast forward. Um, 2015, um, I got pregnant, right? Mm. Got pregnant with my first child. And at that time, just I had told me, no, I'd already, he had stopped talking to this, to, um, this girl. We'll call this girl Delela. Yeah. yeah. He's telling me I've stopped talking to Delela. Delela and I are no longer, you know, um, together and all that stuff. Out of, um, out of curiosity, um, mm-hmm. you and Mchaza weren't, weren't mm-hmm. married, were you? No. Okay. So he he had um paid like my traditional bride price. Mm-hmm. So he paid my traditional bride price a year just before I got pregnant. So 2014. Yeah. So 2015 I got I get pregnant with um baby number one. Yeah. Mm. And as I was pregnant, I think it was like four or five months. I see a message again from Delela. Oh, How? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. going on? What yeah, was she that, saved as now? Because Huh? What was she saved as now? Because the first time round, she was uh, a cousin. Second yeah. time, she's named as a workmate. She's yeah. still not named as a workmate, is she, on the phone? No, no, no. So now, um, she it was a, a guy's name. <laughs> yeah. So now, she, it was a guy's name. You know, this is what happens with people who are trying to keep something under wraps. Yeah. Right? They will change the names multiple times mm, just mm. so that they keep that connection going. Yeah. So now uh, I'm pregnant. So the day I found out, I think I was like four or five months pregnant. Mm. Uh, Tinto, I got, I was so angry. I was so angry, like to the point where like I was smashing bottles, like in the house, like I was, we were proper, like physically fighting. Bait in mind, like I'm pregnant. He's trying to restrain me. So um, he's like beating me up. And then I run out of the house. Yeah. Run out of the house. I mean, like my... Um, nighty, small little nighty, big belly showing. I'm barefooted mm. in my bonnet. I'm running out. We're living in a flat at the time. Mm. Run out of the house and I'm screaming because this guy is trying to hurt me. And I'm like, I'm pregnant, you know. Um, we get outside. He follows me. He runs after me outside. Tinto, he pushed me onto the road. Yeah. A car that was coming literally had to dodge me. Jeez. A car, yeah, a car that was coming literally had to dodge me. Like I was fl- flat on the floor. My neighbor saw that. My neighbor called the police. Yeah. Mm. Um, as my neighbor was calling the police and the, as the police were coming. So this is me. I'm trying to run away now. He grabs me. He pushes me. We had another hedge like in front of the house. Pushes me in front of the hedge. I had a dislocated knee from that incident. Yeah. Um, pregnant. The police come. The police come, obviously they find me, I'm distressed, I've got belly, my knees messed up really. And they were like, you know, we're going to take him in. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they took him in. Um, I didn't press charges. They asked me, do you want to press charges? I was like, no, I, I'm not going to press charges. 
um, he came back home the following day. But when he came back home the following day, I had called Uncle Roger. So Uncle Roger was in the house to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Before you tell me about Uncle Roger, you had an opportunity to mm-hmm. press charges and chose not to. Yeah. Do, do you mind sharing why that was? To be quite honest with you, um, Jazz, I had kind of like, from the time I met him, yeah, he mm. he had like this hold on me, like control. And I got to a point where I used to be scared of him, you know, like um, he created this image that he, by him being with me, he was actually doing me a favor because I was fat. Um, no one wants me. And um, because, you know, I've got low self-esteem, no one's going to want me. And Tinto, I, with time, I started believing that mm. I started not seeing my own beauty because I used to think to myself, if I was that beautiful, if I was more than enough for him, he wouldn't be cheating on me. So, yeah, he is cheating on me because I'm not beautiful, um, because I don't have self-esteem. So I started believing all those things. And I always thought to myself, if I did anything, it would either end up being in a fight. He would shout at me. He would either like maybe um, hit me or something like that, manipulate me or do something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. So I was... I was, I was scared of him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was scared of him. And at the same time, um, I thought, you know, if I press charges on him, you know, um, people were going to judge me. Like, especially like from the community that I came from, like mm-hmm. people are going to judge me. People are going to laugh at me that, you know, um, Sibu has now got a, a failed relationship, a failed, um, you know, do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. So, yeah, so that's why I didn't press charges. So anyway, uh, fast forward, uncle Roger came to the house, spoke to him and I kid you not, this guy like cried, you know, you name it, everything, you know, he was so apologetic. You'll never do it. Sworn his, um, dead mother's grave, you know, he doesn't know what came over him. It's the devil. And uncle Roger's like, you know, these things do happen in marriages. You know, we want you guys to be happy. You know, uh, right now we need to be planning for the new arrival of your child. You know, uh, let's just keep this under wraps. Um, if anything, just call me and I'll speak to Mjaza for you. Mjaza, just promise me you won't do it again. And you know, him being him is like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I won't do it again. It's fine. It's okay. You you know? Mm. Yeah, okay. So I give birth. No, just before I gave birth um to my child, Utelela finds out now that I am heavily pregnant. Mm. Yeah. Delela calls the police on Umjaza. Right? Mm. Listen to this. Delela calls the police on Umjaza and says, um, she wants to press charges on Umjaza, right? So this is me. I'm chilling at home. I see Umjaza coming mid shift i'm like why are you home he was like oh i was told to come back home um someone's pressed charges on me i'm like what are the charges for mm. he was like i don't know i tell you Mjaz, i was at home for six months yeah and only to find out that Utelela had pressed charges because it turns out umjaza slept with her when she was 12 in year seven. Oh my god yeah and then um because umjaza works um, with uh, kids who are from the ages of 11 to 17 
Um, it was reported to like Lado. It was reported to like uh, safeguarding and all that stuff. Mina, I did not know all of this. I only found out towards the end. Oh yeah? my God. So yeah. So it turns out he was sleeping with her from the age of 12 and um, fast forward, she's now like what? Um, she was probably 17, 18, just about to go to university when she found out that I was heavily pregnant. And it turns out that um, as I used to promise Udelela, Udelela, I'm going to marry you. Um, Usibu, Usibu is just um, someone who's just helping me with my papers. Mm. You know, one day I'm going to marry, I'm just going to leave her because she's all, because Tinto, to be quite honest, I did everything for this guy like in terms of like helping him with his papers i used to write to the mp mm. i'm the one who found like barristers and everything to represent him and you know mm. yeah so um the whole thing what happened he was suspended at work for like he didn't go into work for like six seven months um and then it turned out at the end that um he didn't go to prison or anything like that because they couldn't find any uh, sufficient evidence from when old Delela was 12 to actually put him behind bars. Mm. So like Delela had changed her number, her phone and what her number and all that stuff. So that was his saving grace. Mm. So this is now what's 20, 20, 2016. Yeah. I mm. give birth, um, give birth to my gorgeous son, give birth to my son. Um, and then from nowhere, um, he's like, you know, I've turned over a new leaf, you know, and Tinto, I saw a different person. Like I saw, like, uh, he was now open with his phone. Like he would just leave his phone. Um, just, I used to sleep with his phone inside his pillowcase, you know, like how, yeah. You know, like how sometimes people will put it underneath the pillow. Mm. He used to put it inside the pillowcase. Wow. You understand? Like next yeah. level protection. Yeah. Next level protection. Yeah. Inside the pillowcase. And yeah. So now he was open with his phone. Mm. He was now, you know, no longer going to the Shabin with the boys. He is now at home. You know, he's helping me around the house, helping me with my, with my baby. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing a, a new person here. I'm thinking, ah, yeah, he's really turned over a new leaf. Mm. Udelela's out of the picture. Lami in myself. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, cool. Okay. Fast forward, we get married, um, 2018, mm. 2018, uh, we have our white wedding, but the strange thing at this white wedding, none of his friends were there. None. None of his friends were there, Tinto. The only friends that were there were like this old, old couple and this old couple as well will come towards the end of the, the 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 story mm. so we'll call them mr and mrs panda mm. yeah mm. so this that's it everyone else who was there was just like his sisters who had traveled from abroad mm. his dad who had traveled from abroad his stepmom who had traveled from abroad mm. and a few of his cousins the majority of the people who filled the room were my family mm. Yeah. But at the time I didn't see anything wrong with this, you know, like I'm just, I'm happy here that, Oh, I'm, I'm getting married. You know what I mean? And the thing is this guy did not post. He never used to post anything about me. Like, I mean, pictures, nothing. You understand? Ah, okay. Did he, yeah. Did he mm -hmm. have friends before the wedding? Did, did he have friends that you knew of? 
Of course. Mm, okay. Of course. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Of course. He had friends. Like, oh, his best man actually was one of his friends. But, you know, like those friends that you, you've known from like back home. Mm. And then you're not really like friends, friends. You talk here and there. Mm. But you're not really like tight. But his friends who lived in the same city as us, not even one came. Yo. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we get married, you know, I'm happy. I, I don't care. Like, okay. You know, I, I didn't think too much of it at the time. Like, you know, okay. We get married. Um, and then the following year, I get pregnant with my girl. So mm. this is beginning of 20. Baby number two. Mm. Um, this year when baby number two, when I was pregnant with baby number two, that's when he started being sneaky again. Yeah. So I'm now, um, noticing the, the patterns, the patterns are coming up, you know, he's going out. This guy would go out, come back at six in the morning. He's starting work at half seven. Yeah. Mm. He'll be, and when he gets drunk, he's like proper, uh, flat out gone, gone, you mm. know? Mm. And then I saw a message pop up on his phone um, from one of his work colleagues. And she was like, oh, what a night. And then I took his phone mm. and I replied and I said, oh, what do you mean? I'm only just waking up. She was like, oh, at least yesterday you didn't try to sleep with me or kiss me or tell me that you don't want your girlfriend anymore. Mm. You, Yeah. Yeah, that's what she said. So me, I replied acting like I was him. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I had a, a bit too much to drink. And she was like, the only thing that you're doing, you're just trying to kiss me. But I, I pushed you away because I know you've got your girlfriend. So now I mm. was angry. I wake him up. I poured him with cold water. I'm mm. like, what's going on? Like, you know, I'm pregnant. And here you are. You are flirting again with your work colleagues. What's going on? He denied the whole thing. Instead of acknowledging the whole thing, do you know what he says to me? Mm. He's like, I'm disrespectful. I shouldn't be looking through his phone in the first place. Um, mm. I should I should seek help. I should seek therapy. I should go for therapy. He told me that I've got some um, next um, mental health disease. Bear in mind that this guy worked in mental health. Yeah. Mm. So he's, he told me, he's like, hey, you've got UPD. This is how you need to cope with UPD. What's, you need to go. What's, what's UPD? It's like a personality disorder. Okay. Yeah. It's like you've got this personality disorder. You get angry and you make up things in your mind. So to him, he's like, I've made up this whole thing that this girl has said. And I'm like, no, I haven't made anything up. Here it is. It's on the phone. You know, and he's denying something that's there. Tinto, like we would spend like an hour, two hours arguing over something that I can see. Like, this is it. Like, this is the message. He's like, no, that's not what she means. I'm like, what do you mean? That's not what she means. Mm. This guy used to make me come across like I am crazy, like I am mad. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Like anything I would say to him or confront him about, it's like I'm making it up like uh, like I'm, mm. I'm a mad person. Mm. You understand? Mm. So, okay. So this is 2019. I'm pregnant with my girl. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Panda. Yes. They invite the us, mm. the couple, they invite us to their daughter's wedding. So I was about seven, eight months pregnant at the time. And this wedding was in the middle of nowhere in another country, right? Mm. We drove up there. I'm heavily pregnant. I don't want to be around loud music, whatnot. And then around about nine, 10-ish, I'm getting ready to leave, putting on my flats. 
And then one of the bridesmaids comes close to um, where we were sat. And then Umjaza gets up to go speak to that bridesmaid. Yeah. Mm. And the bridesmaid, she's like, oh, where are you sleeping tonight? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I might be sleeping with you in the same hotel as you. And then I turn my head. I'm like, hold on a minute. What do you mean you're sleeping in the same hotel? Can you not tell her that we're together? Like, what's your problem? You know? Mm. So I get up angry, get into the car. He follows me into the car and I'm like, I'm angry. Why would you do say something like that? You're so disrespectful. I pushed him. And as I pushed him, my ring caught onto his lower lip. So his lower lip started bleeding. Mm. Yeah. He comes around the car, opens the driver's seat. Tinto, he starts beating me up in the driving lot. And I'm like seven, eight months pregnant. He starts beating me up, beating me up. So now I've got the seatbelt on. Now to think, to take out the seatbelt, he's hitting me and I'm trying to protect my stomach. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to protect my stomach at the same time I'm trying to protect my face. Tinto, I just started the car. The door was still open and I just drove off. Bear in mind where I am is in the middle of nowhere. Mm. The sat-nav wasn't picking up because it's like literally in the middle of nowhere. There are no street lights. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I call my mom. I'm crying on the phone. My mom's like, what's going? Cause my mom had stayed with the kids. She's like, what's going on? My son, what's going on? I told her the whole thing. She was like, just stay on the phone. Um, uh, send me your location. And she was the one who was like trying to help me like get to the hotel where we had booked at. Mm. Umjaza comes back at like four or five in the morning. He's drunk, you know, um, yeah, drunk and didn't acknowledge anything. We drove back to where to the city that we live in. Nothing was said. He he denied everything. He was like, "Well, I hit you because your ring caught onto my lip, so you deserved it." Oh my yeah? gosh! Okay. So fast forward, I give birth to my little girl. Um, the day that I gave birth to my girl, my friend was on standby to come and look after my son, so that mm. Umjaza can be with me in the hospital. Mm. Umjaza switched off his phone. Didn't alert my mom because my mom was like, if Sibu is ready, mm. let's do what? Um, mm. Let me know and then I'll drive up and then mm. you can be with that. So there were two people really waiting. So my mom goes to sleep thinking, Sibu's just gone for a checkup at the mm. hospital. Mm. Umjaza's just quiet, didn't tell anything to anyone. Tinto, I labored by myself. Oh, I no. gave birth by myself. You know, those midwives are the ones who are there for me throughout my whole labor, birthing, everything. Yeah. I call my mom at five o'clock in the morning, FaceTime her and she sees me carrying a baby. She's like, whose baby is that? Mm. I'm like, I gave birth. She's like, what do you mean you gave birth? We've been calling Umjaza. Umjaza told us you had gone for a hospital checkup because you're not feeling well. Did you tell Umjaza that you're in labor? I said, yeah, I told Umjaza I was in labor. My mom had to leave at that time. I, I I had gone to hospital for a checkup. I had no clothes, nothing. So when my mom came, my girl was just wrapped up in like, you know, like those cheap um, hospital yeah, towels. Yeah. Yeah. Those cheap hospital towels and like um, those hospital hats, you know? Mm. Yeah, so it was really, it was really, you know, and then when he comes to the hospital, he comes to the hospital like nothing's happened, Tinto. You know, like he comes carrying a big bouquet of flowers, you know, like, oh, congratulations. Like he didn't even acknowledge the fact that he wasn't there or anything like that. Yeah. 
Mm. I got discharged at hospital um, on the Friday. On Saturday, Mjaza goes to work. He didn't take any paternity leave. Yeah? Didn't take any paternity leave. I was left there. My mom was with me for like six days. On the seventh day, she had to fly back to Africa because my grandfather had just passed away. Mm. So I was left alone with my son and a little baby. I still had to take my son to preschool. Mm. I still had to take my son to his swimming lessons. Because, you know, they do say that, you know, like when you have a, a small baby, the other ones, their routines should try and stay normal. That way they don't mm -hmm. feel like there's a change or anything like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I continued. I did all of that by myself. And then this one day, Umjaza's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, you know, I'm struggling. Like, I think I've got depression. Like, I feel like I'm alone. I'm doing all this thing by myself. He's still at work. He didn't even take paternity. Nothing. Zero. He's just, just zero. Yeah, he's just chilling. Just, as usual. Uh, mm. Yeah, and and he's working in a different city, hey. So it's not like I'm even seeing him in the night or anything like that. He's gone for like two weeks and then he comes for the weekend for like Jeez. three days. Goes again for like two weeks. Comes again for like three days. I, th I thought he and was still around doing daily trips at home. So you don't even see him. I'm and not seeing. And he hasn't taken time out. No. Jeez. So I'm doing everything by myself. Mm. And I, or the day that I opened up to him, do you know what he says to me? Mm. He's like, one day I'm going to tell both your kids that you told me that you are struggling to look after them. How do you think they'll feel? This you giving birth, it's not, you're, you're not the first person to give birth. You're not the first person to look after a child. Just, you know, wipe those crocodile tears and just get on with it. Jesus. Yeah. So... I, I, I really got on with it. Um, and then towards the end of the year on Facebook, someone messages and says, um, I believe you are my dad. I want to meet you. <sighs> right. So this is me, Tinto. I've got postnatal depression. I'm looking after my son at the time he was three. Um, my hubby is here, there, nowhere. Sometimes I call him after work. He's either high on weed or he's drunk or whatever. Mm. Next thing, someone messages, I believe you're my dad. I'm mm. like, hold on a minute. Mm. What's going on here? When I met you, you told me that you don't have any kids. There's no, what's going on here? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then this girl now gets their number. They start talking now on the phone and everything. And then he denies as usual, denies everything. She comes over for a DNA and it's 99.99%. This yeah. child looks like my kids. It's like, I'm a kunduane, you know, like rats, like yeah. how rats are the, yeah. 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 They look exactly the same. But you know, what can I do? At the time, this girl was 21 years old. Lord so, of mercy. Uh-huh. So, um, so here I am. And at, this, and at this point, your oldest was how old? Three. Mud. Yeah. So so when so, you guys met, yeah. Um, she was eighteen years old. Yeah. Well, no, no, not when you no, met, not eighteen. But by the so time when you I your met first, by the time you had your first baby, yeah, she was, she was 18. eighteen. Yeah, she was eighteen. Lord of mercy. So okay, I'm like, you know what? There's nothing that I can do. Um, at the end of the day, it's his child. It's his child. I get on with it. That's fine. I get over the whole um, depression thing. 
Um, to be quite honest, I don't know how I, I came out of it. Um, I think it was just having like a supportive community, my family, going to the gym, etc. 2021, um, November 2021 at my dad's 60th party, uh, a message comes in. We're going to call this one home wrecker. Yeah. <laughs> so home wrecker messages saying, oh, hi, uh, I hope you're having fun at your friend's party. We're at my dad's 60th. So he had told Homewrecker he's at his friend's party. So I'm like, who's Homewrecker? And he's like, oh, no, it's this girl that I work with. Oh, she just started, you know, I'm helping her with her portfolio, whatever, whatever. I didn't think anything of it because I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm so, you know, like when you're so wrapped up with being a mom, kids, routine, mm. all those things, I didn't think too much of it. I must say you're quite lucky to bump into so many things on the phone. I'm a dreamer. I'll come on to that as well. Okay. Yeah. February 2022. So this is 2021 Homebreaker comes about, yeah? Mm. In November at my dad's 60th. Okay, let me let me skip. Okay, and then we go to like a New Year's party. This is 2021. Mm. New Year's Eve party where they're having fun. And this guy's like eyeing girls and he's winking at these girls in front of me, Tinto. And he's like, ah, these girls are smiling. Ah, that means I still have charm. I still mm. have it in me. And I'm like, how disrespectful can you be? You know, he gets so drunk. We go back to the hotel. And then as we were having like intercourse and stuff, he, it was different. Like it was like, he was so aggressive and forceful. And I'm like telling him, can you stop? Because you're hurting me. Can you stop? You're hurting me. Can you stop? Stop. You're hurting me. He's not stopping Tinto. Like I'm in pain to the point where the, the thing that saved me that day, he was drunk. So I pushed him off. As I pushed him off, he just fell on the bed and he just passed out because he was that drunk. Tinto, I go to the bathroom. I'm just bleeding. Constant bleeding. Like the following day, Yom Jaza, this is what happened yesterday. Do you remember? Like, look at all these um, towels. They're full of blood. He's like, no, nah, he didn't do that. Your problem. I'm like, how can I make something up like that? So where do you think this blood came from? Yeah. He's like, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. No. I'm like, I kept on telling you to stop and you were not stopping. Um, Tinto, again, brushed underneath the carpet and just he just carried on, just moved on. Yeah. Okay. The following two months after this, um, he calls me. He's like, I want to move out. So mm. this is February 22. You want to move out. And and, and he's your husband by now. How does a husband yeah. say, I want to move out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my husband mm. at this time. He's like, I want to move out. I'm like, why? He's like, you nag me too much for sex. You nag me too much for money. You always want us to do things as a family, go on all these family holidays. Um, you just nag, nag, nag. And I feel like I'm being suffocated in my own home. I want to go. Tinto, I begged him. Went on my knees. I was begging. I'm sorry. Whatever it is. I didn't understand because... As far as I was aware, everything was okay. Like, we were fine. It's cool. It's, you know. I didn't understand what was going on with this guy. Um, So this is like February 2022. And then I started having like these weird dreams. Having weird dreams. I'm like, no, something's not okay here. Something is not right here. Um, One night, my son wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, Daddy, can you take me to the toilet? He gets up. I take his phone, Tinto. Because the phone had been buzzing, buzzing, buzzing the whole night and he wasn't looking at it. So I take the phone and I see it's home wrecker. She's messaging. 
oh, you didn't call me today. Uh, what's going on? You've been ignoring my calls. So now me, I get angry. Mm. Tinto, I get angry. I'm like, what's going on? You said you're never going to do this again. Mm. Homewrecker is calling you. You told you told me Homewrecker is your colleague, your yeah. work colleague. Yeah. What's going on here? And he denied the whole thing. He's like, no, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing between me and Homewrecker. She's just a friend. Like I said, she's just someone I'm helping with my portfolio. I've also got a thing for numbers. I can memorize Phone numbers, number plates, anything with numbers. Yeah. If I see it once, I'll be able that's to. It. Yeah. 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 That's it. I'm, I'm, you know, some people are like that, like with, um, um, photos and stuff. With me, it's numbers. Yeah. Mm. Numbers, postcodes, re- car reg, you name it. And memorize that girl's number. Mm. The following morning, um, we have a fight, fighting about this girl. Yeah. Um, he packs his bags. He says he's leaving. Me, because I'm so angry, I pick up the phone and I call my call my family. I'm like, Mchaza is leaving because of um, A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So my my mom's like, put him on the phone. My dad's like, put him on the phone. And what does Mchaza do? Mchaza swears at my parents. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is that my parents tell them, you guys are not my parents. You can't tell me how to live my life. You can't tell me what to do. Um, so I then run downstairs because he had now taken my phone, run downstairs to try and call back on the landline. Mm-hmm. He comes and he pulls out the landline from the main thing. So I've got no source of communication with anyone from the outside um, world or anything like that. Mm. He leaves. He goes to work. So this we're arguing till about six, seven o'clock. Mm. He goes to work. I I get the kids ready for preschool, nursery. I go to work. I get to work. I ask one of my colleagues uh, for her phone. I use my phone to record this conversation with this girl. I call the girl up. I'm like, hello. I'm, I was very nice to her on the phone. I'm like, I told her, this is Sibu. Mm. Um, I am Chaza's wife. Um, and she was shocked. She was like, what? Chaza and I have been seeing each other. Um, Chaza's only told me that he's got one kid. He told me that you guys, your um, engagement broke up. And you guys just co-parent. You don't even live together. So yeah, he picks me up when I'm going to work. He We do stuff together, yada, yada, yada. So me, I'm like, okay, have you guys had any sexual intercourse? She's like, mm. yeah, like we have in his car, mm. you know, after, wo- after work. Mm. After work, Tinto, in our family car where I put my children's car seats, yeah? Ah, mm. oh, I get angry. Uh, I confront him again when he comes back from work. He was like, well, at the end of the day, it was a long time coming. Um, yeah, I did sleep with her and so what? So at this time, I get like really angry. Mm. Um, And then two days later, back to the same routine, he apologizes. As he apologizes, um, uh, he's like, I'm going to send my uncle because I swore at your parents to go and apologize. Uncle Roger comes up again. He drives to my parents' house. They go there, they apologize. And then me, this is me thinking, this guy is turned on to a new leaf. He's taken this big step to go apologize to my family. Uh, Let me forgive him. That same day that Mm. Uncle Roger Mm. went to my family to go and apologize is the same day that Umchaza went to Tesco and bought a phone. You know, like them phones, them brick phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those burners. Yeah, burner phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He went there. um, 
bought a, a brick phone and they were talking with this girl on this brick phone. Okay. I have another dream. This is like May, April, May time. Mm. I In this dream, I'm seeing myself. I'm opening his boot, um, just looking around the car. Mm. This dream came to me three times. The last time it came to me, Tinto, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take his car and I'm going to take it to the gym. I usually go to the gym at five, six in the morning. Mm. I drove to the gym. As I drove to the gym, um, I tried to reenact everything that I saw myself doing in the dream. I'm opening the boot. You know, like where your wheel, the tire, the spare tire stays. Mm. You know, you have to remove that um, top layer. Mm. That's where the phone hey. used to stay. That's where the phone used to stay. So me, what do I do? I unlock the phone. You know, like these brick phones, they don't have codes or anything. You just switch it on and then it just comes up. Yeah, it seems like this affair hasn't stopped. Him and the girl have been continuing. Yeah, yeah, him and the girl have been continuing. And I, again, Tinto, I have confronted him. I forgive. Okay. The last day of um, two weeks after that, mm. I find a, um, I'm just going through the gram, you know, you know, like how with iPhones, if you've called a certain number, mm. um, sometimes you might see that same person. It brings up people who are in your contacts on like their Instagram, TikTok and whatnot. Yeah. Right. So I see a picture of this girl mm. sat on my daughter's blanket. I know it's my daughter's blanket because my mom knitted that blanket. Oh, man. And there's a picnic. On the side there, I'm seeing my bag for life that I keep in the car mm. for my groceries. Mm. They are having a picnic. It was her birthday, her 21st birthday. Mm. Bear in mind, this guy is 45 at the time. 21st birthday. Um, they're, yeah, they're having fun. You know, it looks like it's all good. And... Yeah, like they're chilling. And this is a guy who had told me that he had stopped talking to this girl. Mm. Tinto, if I tell you when I met this guy, he we only celebrated my birthday two or three times. After that, it was always excuse after excuse. Mm. So for me, my birthday just became like any other day. Because anytime I would say anything about my birthday, even to beg for a card for 99p, mm. this guy would tell me that I'm being a nag. I, so for me, my birthday was just like, today you know like just any other day like i didn't i haven't celebrated it was only this year that i celebrated my birthday but i i had never celebrated my birthday because it was one of those things whereby he would always come up with an excuse Mm. but with this girl he went all out got a personalized cake you name it blah 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 yeah Mm. ah it was my uh, july time I went to, yeah, I went to Africa. I thought, okay, right. Um, take time out to think, discuss it, you know, sort myself out. I went to like the village, you know, where there's no network, nothing just to sort my head out. I left him with the kids and, you know, because everything was just like quite bad. Yeah. 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 I came back from Africa and I told him, I said, you know what? I want a divorce. Like I can't do this anymore. Like Mm. this is too much. I've come back. You're still in contact with this girl. Like I deserve better than this. This guy became violent. He strangled me. Um, he um, hit me, um, pushed me, you name it. And as I was running away from him, Tinto, like running down the stairs, mm. I came back from Africa. I had like bum length um, braids. Mm. He pulled my braids so hard to the point where 
when I went to the GP, they told me that my, like some of the skin had come off and my follicles were infected. And the only way that my hair, my scalp was going to heal was if I cut my hair. Oh my God. You know, like the first thing that people would see about me, like people always used to comment, I used to have beautiful hair. Tinto, I had to cut my hair. I had to cut my hair for my scalp to heal. I was on antibiotics for two weeks, two whole weeks, antibiotics because of this guy. Yeah. Ah, okay. Now he is being strange. This is, you know, he can now see that, okay, Sibu is serious. Sibu wants, definitely wants a, a divorce. Like this is, this is it now. I move into the other room. I'm now sleeping with my daughter. Mm. You know, there'll be times in the night where I'd wake up and I'd find him just sat next to me by the bedside, quiet, holding a pillow, just quiet. And I'm like, why are you holding a pillow? He's like, because I want to cuddle you. So I need something to cuddle. And I'm just watching you in the dark, in the dark, Tinto. Uh, this one day he goes to me, seeing as you are quite serious about your divorce. Yeah. And the only thing that you are most concerned and worried about is your kids. How would you feel if you came one day? I've killed myself and I've killed your kids. Oh my gosh. He did not say that. If I tell you from that day onwards, I've been sleeping with my kids because I am scared. I am scared of what he is capable of doing or whatsoever. Not not a few, a few days after that, we were in the kitchen talking and he's like, no, I would rather lose you to a dog than lose you to a human being. He takes a knife. He comes towards me with a knife. Tinto, if it wasn't for my neighbor, I don't know why my neighbor came back home at that time or whatsoever because my neighbor usually leaves first thing in the morning and they mm. come back at like quarter to nine, nine o'clock. Yeah. Mm. My neighbor just came back at like five o'clock that day flashed their lights onto my kitchen and that's when he thing it put the 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 knife down and he walked out of the house Mm. yeah right the last thing that happened um this was when i found the courage in myself to call the police yeah Mm. we went to like a festival like these tickets had been bought like ages way before and by the time we went to this festival we're no longer like together like that yeah yeah Go to the festival, his cousins are there and, you know, I'm just chilling with like the ladies, the guys are by themselves. He gets angry at the fact that I'm not showing him any affection. I'm not pretending in front of people that, you know, we're together even though we're not. Yeah. yeah. Um, He comes to me like we're in the club. Everyone is, you know, together. We're like our own little group. He comes and he bites my face like on the side of my, um, my cheek. He bites your I- face? He bites my face, Tinto. He bites my face like, and then when he bites my face, he runs off. Yeah. From running off now, this is me left like, oh my God, like what's going I'm in pain. Like I'm crying. Yeah. And then his cousin's like, ah, Mjaza, what are you doing? Then they go after him. Yeah. He, they go after him outside. And do you know what he says? Mm. He's like, oh, um, don't see her like that. She's not innocent. She's also cheated on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's referring to a guy friend of mine that I used to work with. 
Mm. The industry I work in, I work in a male-dominant industry, mm. um, Tinto. Mm. So most of my colleagues are going to be men, mm. yeah? Mm. Um, so I used to be close to this one guy because he was also from Africa. So mm. you know what it's like when you you meet one of your own people, you, you, you have like a bit of a relationship, but there was nothing like that. Mm. So he twists the whole thing. Now people are not concentrating on him who's just bit me. Now he's telling people about, oh, you know, she used to have a friend. I'm sure they fucked with that friend. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. We get to the hotel. Mm. Tinto, um, he starts to strangle me. You know, at that point, I was like, I was willing. I was like, today, today we're going to finish each other here. You're strangling mm. me. I'm going to try and get you to. But he was too strong for me. You know, to the point where he was strangling me and I could see, like I was in and out. You know, like in, I could feel myself in and out of consciousness. Like I could feel like, I could feel, I don't know if you, like an asthma attack, like, like my airways are closing up, you know, mm-hmm. I can feel my airways are closing up. And at that point I was like, you know what? This guy is too strong for me. I'm just going to let it be. Like, I'm just going to let it go. Like if he kills me, fine, I'm going to die. But God, all I ask is that my kids one day will know the truth. Mm-hmm. The moment I put my hands down, he let go and he started laughing. Tinto, he was laughing like it's a funny thing, like it's a joke, you know, it's a joke for him and whatnot. And you know what I mean? We drove back to the house and another incident happened. Um, We're about to go to um, see his sisters. His sisters were passing by the UK, going to Africa. Mm. Tinto, this guy, um, he's like, he, he locked me into the, in the bedroom and he's like, I'm not letting you out up and listen until you tell me that you're not going to divorce me. Mm. I was in that room for four hours with my daughter. He locked me and my daughter in there. That's when I called. That's when I had the courage to call the police. I was like, you know what? I've been scared all these years, but now I'm going to call them. Yeah. I'm going to tell the police. And when the police came, um, he denied everything, denied everything. And because, you know, I didn't have any, uh, I wasn't looking hurt or anything. I was just sat in the room or, you know, they didn't do anything. Mm. They didn't do anything. Um, but they gave me like a personal alarm and they gave me like this thing to put on my phone, like an app that if anything happens, I just shake my phone and they'll be there and I can ring the alarm and yeah, that's it really. But yeah, it's been it's been hectic. He's even been banned from church. So when he was saying that he's changing, yeah, he's changing into a a, a brand new person. Mm. He's showing everyone that he's a changed man. He started coming to church. This is someone who's never been to church. Uh, but the thing is, when he would come to church, he would approach anyone he would see me talking to. Mm. So if say for example you come to my church and I come and mm. I speak to you, hello, hi Tinto, how mm, you doing? Mm. How's family? Mm. When, say, for example, we part ways, he would come and speak to you and say, oh, I see you were talking to Sibu. Uh, Sibu is my wife. I want my wife. Are you able to talk to her on my behalf and tell her that I'm sorry? So a few people from my church went and reported that. And they were like, no, we can't be having such behavior at church. It's like borderline harassment. Like, mm. you know, mm. you're basically eliciting people to um talk to Sibu on your behalf this marriage is done like my church knows the marriage is done like if you're serious about church come to another service don't be coming to the same service that Sibu comes to Mm. and from that time on he hasn't been to church which just goes to show that you know what 
he was just lying. He was just doing it for the sake of, um, yeah, just trying to cover people's eyes, really. Um, yeah. I have very little to say except to express huge, huge, huge concern mm. that he's still out there somewhere. Yeah. Because we have no idea whether he's watching you from a distance and if he is, what he's plotting to do. You know, yeah. just the sheer fact that somebody at some point, right, mm-hmm. said to you that don't be surprised if one day you come home yeah. and you found your kids and myself dead. Yeah. And then you've seen a man wielding a knife in front of you. Yeah. And then he's thrown you in front of a road and a car literally had to swerve. He's thrown you into a yeah. hedge with thorns. Yeah. Just freaks the hell out of me. Yeah. And, you know, like he also had, I found like um, pictures on my laptop. Mm. He would take pictures of, um, how can I say it? Pictures of like the destinations, like my car records. Like if, say, for example, I put something on the sat nav and if I don't delete it, Mm. he was taking pictures of the postcodes of where I was going. Mm. You know, Um, like he would take pictures of my underwear. And then he would um, just randomly start accusing me of having affairs. Like, oh, why? Based on based on a picture of an underwear, how is somebody having an affair? So, if say for example, like my underwear, if say um, maybe like I'm wearing a panty liner, I'm mm. ovulating. There's mm. gonna be a bit of discharge there. Mm. So then he would say, oh, you are having an affair. You've been sleeping with someone. You've come home. You're sleeping with someone. You know. Based on, um, based on what? Based on the discharging your panty liner to say these, that's be, it. you know, this is some of whatever it is that got you excited. Yeah, when you... exactly. Exactly. This guy, ay, 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 yeah, ay. this guy called my dad and lied to my dad and said that I was having an affair. And my dad said, on what grounds? What have you seen? Not... So it just goes to show you how crazy, how crazy he is. Wow. Yeah. I. Well, I'm just grateful you're alive. I'm grateful yeah. your kids are alive. I'm yeah. grateful you got a system that is protecting you around you right now. So that That's the whole it. panic thing that you said you have on your phone is great yeah. for you to have. Mm. You know, you got some help there. And I'm grateful that you had the guts to eventually go and say this is not right. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you're undergoing through therapy. Yeah, so um, I've been in therapy now for the last um, eight months, coming up to nine months. Mm, how's that going? Yeah, it's very good. Like, I highly, highly recommend that everyone tries out therapy. Mm. Like, mm. for me, like, before going to therapy, I didn't know what a narcissist was. Like, when I told my therapist about this guy, um, she was like, this guy has got NPD, which is basically narcissist personality disorder. They gaslight you. They manipulate you. They are very abusive. They control you. Um, and when they lose control, they get crazy. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, the lady I've been seeing, she's been helping me so much. Like, I've gained so much confidence. My self-esteem is back. Like, even talking on this podcast, mm. like, me, two, three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do to this do because this, I'll yeah. be scared. Yeah, I'll yeah, be scared. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what? If they hear my voice or if he hears my voice and he can, he'll be able to tell it to me. But you know what? 
Mm. I don't care. Even if he hears my voice, so what? I ain't lying. I'm telling the truth. So what what you gonna do? I live in a law abiding country and I know that the, the the law is on my side. I know that the police are on my side. Like mm. I'm at that stage now, Tinto, whereby you can't break me. You understand? Like nothing can break me. I'm not scared of him one inch. And now I'm out of it. I look at him and I'm like, but see, well, what were you thinking? Like yeah. at a push, like this guy is probably 3.5 out of 10, you know. But wow. Because, yeah, at a push. <laughs> yeah. This is at a push. Yeah, yeah at a push. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But because, you know, when you are dealing with um, a trauma bond and you've got like childhood traumas, mm. you've got so low self-esteem, you um, result in tolerating and accepting things that if you were healed and um, another person, you wouldn't accept that. Like the healed version of me mm-hmm. wouldn't even have looked at him twice. Mm. No offense. Like, yeah, he's the father of my kids. The only thing I'm grateful for is that I've come up with two beautiful kids. But Absolutely. other than that, yeah, yeah other yeah. than that, like, nah. I'm grateful you really came to share this, Ivo. I'm just going to play back the... Um the lessons there. Number one is never confuse a trauma bond with love. And, and yeah. I think that is very clear with what you've just described. Mm. And then don't ever tolerate or downplay any form of abuse, hate, disloyalty, disrespect, all in the form of love. Yeah. Because if you genuinely do love somebody, you would never, ever, ever abuse them. No. And then number three, your worth is not determined by someone else's validation. And a lot of this maybe had to play on, on what your self-esteem at the time was. Yeah. So when he gave you some words of affirmation or things that made you feel good about yourself, because at some point you weren't feeling great, you know, yeah. then you felt, oh yeah, do you know, my worth is really determined by what this guy is is validating, yeah. because you yeah. really went through a lot, right? Mm. There was, yeah. the, the, you know, there was Delela to deal with, there was Home Record to deal with, and those are easily the only ones that you came across. There may have been many, many, many more. That's it, exactly. You know, whose numbers exactly. you never saw coming up on the phone. Yeah. So that ties in very nicely into the fourth, which is don't ever lose yourself trying to be everything for someone. Mm. Because I'm sure somewhere along the lines, you're asking yourself, what is wrong with me? Yeah. You know, um, what am I not doing right? And you go the extra mile to try and do something different. And yet this person is just a whole outright old period. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with what you're about. Nope. Number five, ignoring red flags because you want to see the good in someone will cost you later. You are dying to see just a little streak of good in him that you could hang on yeah. to. Mm. And use that to try and forget what all the pain he was causing you was about. Mm. And last but not least, again, this is what I really want to close out with everybody. Be kind to yourself. Everything is temporary. I have a yeah. very, very, very good friend of mine who's based in London who mm-hmm. said this to me. Um, a couple of months ago. He says, everything is temporary. And that's the best thing he's ever said to me. Yeah. And that's the best thing I want to leave with people here. Because even in your situation, when it felt the darkest, when you think about what it really was, it was temporary. And the temptation for people is to put permanent solutions to temporary problems. Mm. And then you end up with a whole mess. So for him, for instance, his solution to dealing with, with you was to you know, take the lives of the things that matter to you the most. Yeah. Which was a temporary problem, but he's putting finality to it. And a lot of this can be moved past one by acknowledging that every single thing is temporary. Yeah. And 
Secondly, be kind to yourself. And the moment you become kind to yourself, you realize that, oh, do you know what? There's a whole lot more that was out for me. Preach, Tinto. <laughs> and, and, you know, and this is what your reality yeah. is. And, you know, the whole notion about being kind to yourself for, for a lot of people. And, and this is just coming to me now because you spoke about the satnav and how you'd go into the satnav to see what the history of what your journeys were. Yeah. Right? The reason why we use satnavs, and I'll speak for myself, the reason why I use a satnav in particular is because it's able to look ahead and see problematic points in the journey. Mm. So if I'm doing a 50-mile journey, um, the satnav can can project 25, 30 miles from where I am and reroute me so that I don't hit those snags. And my natural reaction half the time is to say, this thing is taking me around. But potentially it has saved me three hours worth of traffic because the road has been closed and blah, 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 blah. So that satnav is the equivalent of God and how God is able to see beyond what we see in the immediate mm-hmm. vicinity. God can look 5, 10, 15, 20 years beyond where we are. In the same way, that satnav that he was checking where you were going is able to root you and look miles ahead to help you avoid trouble. So where I'm getting with this is whatever it is that we are feeling now, whatever it is that you've dealt with since 2009, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Was happening because God is seeing ahead in the same way that the satnav you were using was helping you see ahead. Mm. And where you are now, although it has taken you a really long and painful journey to get to where you are, has allowed you to give us the six lessons that we're all benefiting from today. Amen. And I'm yeah. confident someone is listening to this episode and saying, yeah, okay, I've dealt and I'm, or I'm dealing with weight issues. I'm dealing with my yeah. esteem issues and I'm looking for validation from the same person that keeps hurting me. Mm. Mm. But what they can also then take away from this is, oh, well, do you know what? Don't lose yourself in trying to be everything for someone yeah. who is determining your validation and your worth. And if you're ignoring these red flags, you are doing yourself a disfavor and it's going to cost you later. And it might be enabling you tolerating and downplaying the abuse, hate, disloyalty, disrespect, all mm-hmm. in the name of love, fueling a trauma bond. That's it. And that is all your lessons put in one sentence. Mm. and the mm. most important one and please feel us take this away with you from Sibu's story be kind to yourself period that's it you've been listening to another episode of The Feeling Station I'm your host Tinto and I look forward to catching you in next weekend's episode peace oh. tell me what you're feeling is on Daru Raini and Satis on Daru Raini and Jackie Zain. Let me talk about my feelings. Let me talk about my feelings. Yeah. Uru doi motor no to kujiziru amai. Kujiziru amai. Love is a fire. Uru doi motor no to kujiziru amai.